If you would please turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. I will be reading verses 10 through 24. We've come to the end of our study of the book of Ephesians. I will encourage you to keep your Bible open to this passage. It is my text. And as I read it, I'll remind you that this is the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse number 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the, the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to, res to resist in the, day, in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having your uh, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak but that you also may know about my circumstances, how I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make everything known to you. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know about us and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Let's pray. Now, Father, we come to the end of our journey through the book of Ephesians. And we have soared the heights. We have been seated in the heavens uh, with uh, Christ. We, we have seen the, the, the miracle that um, Christ uh, came uh, to raise us from the dead. Lord, we, we have studied the wonders of this new creation and, and then of this, of this church and how he made it out of uh, contrary, uh, formerly uh, contrasting groups and brought peace. And, and Lord, we've seen how uh, this truth uh, allows us to live a life in the spirit and how that Spirit-filled life affects our, our families, uh, our, our, our marriages, our jobs. But Lord, we come now to the end and 
Paul tells us that it's not going to be easy. This passage is riddled with conflict. Um, we need to be prepared. But the good news is, yes, the good news is we are on the Lord's side. We have what we need, and his name is Jesus. So speak to our hearts, I pray. Amen. Well, if you look at Ephesians 6.10, the first word is finally. Finally. And I always kind of chuckle. We've been in Ephesians for four months. This is the last sermon. You're thinking, finally. <laughs> but i got to be honest with you. I've studied this book now for four months, and I've come to the last sermon, and I say, finally. Okay. But that's not what Paul had in mind. Okay. Paul had in mind, uh, as in last words, a summation. Uh, here's what you need to know. So what have we learned to this point? What brought us to, to finally? What, what, what brought us to finally being strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Well, what have we learned so far? Well, we learned that salvation is the work of God's grace, where we who were dead in our sins have been made alive in the spirit. We have resurrection power. We've learned that the church is the new creation of God, wherein we are called by him to form a new community, a family that supersedes class, ethnic division, and identity. This calling as, as church members should result in a walk that pleases God and changes our daily life, including our marriages, our families, and our work relationships. And finally, finally, don't be surprised if the devil wants to undo all of that. Don't be surprised if the devil is scheming to undo all of that. Now we confront the uh, fact that it is not easy to live as a Christian. But what we read here is that we have what we need to persevere. We have already been given what we need to conquer. Is there anything more unreal than reality TV? You put strangers together in phony circumstances. You add an ever-present camera. You introduce a false tension or conflict. You do a little scripting. Then you edit, cut, slice, and you call it reality. Well, not everything you see is real. Not everything you see is real. But not everything that is real can be seen. Not everything you see is real. And not everything that is real can be seen. I love that, the little story in 2 Kings chapter 6. <clears throat> now, when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountains, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The servant thought it was just him and Elisha. 
This whole army is surrounding the city. And these two were the only ones who had uh, any, uh, uh, any hope of, of, of doing something about it. And, and the servant said to the prophet, we can't do anything about it. We're, we're outnumbered. And he said, oh, Lord, open his eyes. And he looked and the mountain was full of uh, angels, the, the host, the Lord's host. It was real, but he couldn't see it. And this is what Paul is going to tell us here in this passage. There are things that are real, even though they are unseen. So as Paul closes his letter to the Ephesians, he gives us a glimpse into reality, an unseen reality. Now, he's, he's mentioned this before. Go back to chapter 1, verse 12. No, I'm sorry. Verse 12 of chapter 6. Then we'll go to chapter 1. Uh, verse, verse 12 of chapter 6. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So he's talking about that there's, there's more than just the material. There's more than just flesh and blood. Now go back to chapter 1. Look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So just as there are heavenly places, there's, there's the, the spirit world where Christ uh, is seated and we are in Christ, so we are also there. There is uh, a flip side to that. Look, look at chapter 1, verse 20. And he brought about, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Look at chapter 2, verse 6. He raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Chapter 3, verse 10. So that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. But when we get to chapter uh, 6, verse 12, we see that there are also, um, there's the flip side of that. There is also a, a world that we can't see yet that is opposed to God, that is uh, not of light, it's of darkness. It's not the spiritual forces of holiness, but of wickedness. Look at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Um, our effort is inadequate, but God's power is invincible. In spite of what he's about to tell us in, in the remainder of this chapter, he wants us to know that we can win the battle. In fact, uh, the devil is already defeated. Keep your hand here. Go to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose. For what purpose? To destroy the works of the devil. Look at chapter 1 John 4, 4. 
Because Christ came for the purpose of destroying the works of the devil, we read in chapter 4, verse 4, that you are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. So, um, in the realm, there is a realm of invisible and unseen spiritual realities. Evil does exist, and the devil is real. So my first point here is you have an enemy to defeat. You have an enemy to defeat. But as we see here in 1 John, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Jesus has already done the work. He's already destroyed the works of the devil. He's already conquered sin, hell, and the grave. And the good news is, as Paul tells us here in Verse 10, we are in the Lord. We are covered by his blood. We are robed in his righteousness. We are members of his family. In fact, he doesn't get to finally, verse 10, until he's established everything that we've read in, verses, uh, in chapters 1 through 5. All these wonderful heavenly truths that we already have in Christ that's already a fact. Because of that, verse 10 Finally, you can be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. So we do have an enemy to defeat. The devil is real. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil is real. Uh, keep your hand here for a minute. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For, though, um, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. So again, we have been equipped with what we need. First uh, Peter five eight. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. All right, the devil is real. However, listen. Unlike God. He is not all-powerful, all-knowing, or all-present. The devil is not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not God. He's real, and, and, and we do a disservice if we don't admit that he's real. But we must not be so uh, uh, obsessed with him that we think that this is some... Um, cosmic battle of equal sides it's not it's no contest at all God is omnipotent omniscient uh, omnipresent the devil is not so we we, 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 we we struggle with two things some people see the devil behind everything right the devil behind every bush your car doesn't start in the morning it's the devil 
right? Um, you know, you don't get as big of a tax refund as you thought you would. It's the devil. Um, you, 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 you wake up uh, with a scratchy throat. It's the devil. No, it's not the devil. It's the flesh. It's being, it's being human. It's living on a sin-cursed earth. But on the other hand, we can't say that the devil doesn't exist because he does. Um, so what he has to do, since he's not all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present, he has to rely on his scheming. Now look at Ephesians 2.2. 2. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Now notice, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Now, again, that's talking about the devil. It's talking about Satan. Satan uh, understands uh, that this world can be manipulated for his purpose. He understands that he's the prince of the power of the air, that the airwaves uh, can be manipulated to his, his purpose. And he's the spirit that's working in the sons of disobedience. The non-believer can be manipulated for his purpose. So he, since he's not all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present, he does uh, use scheming. So go back to uh, Ephesians 6. His strategy is effective. Look at verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the, the schemes of the devil. He's a conniver. He's a schemer. He, 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 he knows how to use the world. He knows how to use the airwaves. Uh, um, he, he knows how to use people to deceive, to, to work his way. Um, verse 12, Ephesians 6, 12. But our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Okay, it's against rulers and powers, against world forces in this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So uh, Satan does have um, uh, help in using these things. But what that says there is our real enemy is not other people. But the devil does use forces beyond mere flesh and blood. Uh, one of my favorite Hymns was written 500 years ago. We sang it a couple weeks ago, so I didn't, I didn't ask to re-sing it uh, today. But uh, the, the words um, are so appropriate. So listen to what Martin Luther said. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great. And armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing? Who does that, uh, does ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth his name. From age to age the, the same. And he must win the battle. We will not fear, for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. 
The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage he can endure, we can endure. For lo, his doom is sure, one little word will fail him. So what is the answer to the devil's schemes? It's the Lord Jesus. It's the Lord Jesus. So we do have an enemy to defeat, but we also have the equipment to be victorious. We have the equipment to be victorious. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand, you may, will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore. Now, Paul was in a, a, a Roman prison. Look down at verse 20. For which I am an ambassador in chains. So he was currently in a Roman prison and he was being guarded by Roman soldiers. So Paul used something that he was every day confronted with as an illustration, and that was the soldier's armor. The soldier's armor. So he talks about the, 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 the belt that girds the, 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 the equipment all together. He talks about the, the breastplate. He talks about uh, the sandals. He talks about the shield. He talks about um, um, the helmet. He talks about the sword. Now, again, he's, he's simply using these things as an illustration of what we already have. Now, this whole passage, you know, uh, has a, a, a martial feeling. It's strong. It's manly. We're in a battle. It's a battle we can win. In fact, it's a battle that Jesus has already won for us. But Paul wants to, to, to illustrate that, okay? Um, verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our strength is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. So what is it that we have already? Okay. Stand firm, verse 14. Therefore, having girded your loins with truth. All right. Satan is a schemer. One of the things he does is he lies. Jesus said that. He called him the father of lies, said he was a, a liar from the beginning. So what do we have? Well, we have the truth. Jesus is the truth. Satan is a liar. Jesus is our truth. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father but through me. So Satan lies. The world is full of Satan's lies. But we don't have to fall for the lie. We have the truth. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's an accuser. But Jesus is our righteousness. It doesn't matter when the devil accuses us. We are in the righteousness of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Satan cannot accuse us. Satan is a divider. 
So we read here, um, verse 14, Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, that's Jesus, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that's Jesus, and having uh, shod your feet with a preparation of the gospel of peace, that's Jesus, Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Jesus makes the peace. Satan wants to divide us. Satan is the original doubter, if you'll recall. He, he, he made Adam and Eve doubt. But we don't have to doubt because Jesus is our faith. Galatians 2.20 I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved, him, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Satan is a murderer. Uh, look at verse um, 8. In addition, take up the, the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and the helmet of salvation. S Satan wants to kill us but Jesus uh, is our salvation. He's our source of life. Satan cannot kill us. Uh, Luke 2.30 For my eyes have seen your salvation. Talking about um, when the Lord Jesus was born. Satan is a tempter. But you'll notice verse 17 says, And the sword of the Spirit, which is the, the word of God. Satan is the tempter, but Jesus is the word. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we have the, we have, uh, the Word. verse 18, with all prayer and petition at all things, uh, pray at all times in the spirit. All right. Satan, of course, was, is cast out of heaven, but Jesus is our way in. Jesus is our avenue of prayer. We can, we can pray. On top of all this, we can pray. John 14, 13. Whatever you ask of my name, that will I do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So here's, here, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. You'll notice uh, verse um, 14, the word having. Having your girds, you're uh, uh, girded with uh, truth. Um, verse 15, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. These are things that you already have. We already have these things. Now, I remember years ago when I was pastoring in Florida, I met a couple, and they, 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 they really took this passage to heart. I, I think unnecessarily what they did, but they told me that every morning they would verbally uh, act like they were putting on the armor. And they would read this and they'd put it on. I mean, that, if, that, if that helped them, that's, that's great. I don't think that's really what Paul is saying here. What he's saying is, we already have what we need. What is that? Well, read chapters 1 through 5. All right? Read, read what God has already done for us. We have Jesus. We don't have to fall for the devil's lies. We have, 
truth. We don't have to worry about the devil accusing us. We have righteousness. We don't have to worry about Satan dividing. Jesus is our peace. We don't have to worry about Satan giving us doubts. Jesus is our faith. We don't have to worry about Satan killing us. Jesus is our salvation. We don't have to succumb to temptation. Jesus is the word. Remember the devil in the garden said, Yea, hath God said... Well, here's what God has said. It's Jesus. Satan was cast out of heaven. Jesus is our way in. So the armor is what we already possess. Which then, go back to verse 10, allows us to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We don't have to fear. Even though the devil's real and his schemes are effective, if we anchor ourselves in Christ, we do not have to fear. We can battle with confidence. We are protected by faith in Christ. Now, um, go down to verse 18. Then Paul adds a few more things here. We also have the encouragement of others. We also have the encouragement of others. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. With this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for the saints. Okay, We're to pray for each other. And then Paul says, I want you to pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. So Paul says also, by the way, would you pray for me as I preach the gospel? Verse 24, I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that you may also know about my circumstances, how I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister of the Lord, will make everything known to you. I have sent him to you for this very purpose so that you may know about us and that he may comfort your hearts. We have, we're not in this alone. We need to pray for each other. We need to encourage each other. There are other believers who stand with us. We need to, to make sure we fellowship with them. Nowhere in the New Testament do you find an isolated believer. Just like the fact that you, that you rely on the full armor of God, you must rely on believers around you to defeat the devil. Now, um, nobody said it would be easy. That's why Paul's final words in Ephesians describe a struggle but hallelujah, the Lord is on our side. Or better yet, we can be on his side. Let's pray. Father, we have what we need. Yes, the devil's real. The world is full of lies. We, 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 we hear it, we see it every day. The devil lies to people. Makes promises he can't keep. He uses the airwaves. He's the prince of the power of the air. He uses things that we can't see. Um, the, the internet. Uh, he, he uses things that, that we, we can't 
we can't see, but he can turn them into devices that he can use against us. But Lord, we don't have to fear. We, we are on the Lord's side. We, we have been victorious through Christ. We can conquer through Christ. We already have what we need. It came in the moment we got saved. Salvation. So Lord, may we be on the Lord's side. But more importantly, it's because the Lord is on our side. Amen.